Welcome to The Way the World Works, where the trusted team behind the Tuttle Twins books tackles current events, hot topics, and fun ideas to help your family find clarity in a world full of confusion. Hi, Ronnie. Hey, Brittany. So today I want to talk about a topic that is, I always say like, oh, this topic's important to me, but I guess every topic is important to me because I think I say that all the time. But um, I want to talk about why it's so important to be a good communicator. And the reason I say this is important to me is that I work in a field called communications. So that is that is what my day job is. And what that means is I am a professional communicator. So I take ideas that I believe in and I try to put them in a way that is is accessible, meaning that anybody who reads what I write can understand it and can relate to it. So I'm communicating those ideas to other people and hopefully that I will get them to to believe or to gravitate towards what I'm saying. So I do that through writing. I also do that through social media. And with the rest of my team, as I work on a content team, they use like movies or um, podcasts, which I guess we're also communicating on this. So Ronnie, you are we're a writer. We're communicators. Well. We are communicators. And you're a writer too, aren't you? I am. So it's interesting that you mention all the different ways to communicate because I I guess I would call myself a writer. I have written for things. I've dabbled in writing crea- creatively. I've written a few film scripts. Um, really? I have. Yes. My husband actually is a writer, like an actual screenwriter. So I decided a couple of years ago that I wanted to try as well. So I wrote a few and I still would like to write some more. Nothing has been made into anything, of course, but I've learned as you mentioned, how to communicate effectively. And it's actually interesting that the communication methods that you mentioned, because as a, as a professional communicator, the ways in which you communicate are, and the purpose of your communicating is, is a little bit different than someone who is doing creative writing and who is writing to creatively share art or stories because the you know when you're talking and you want to convey a message you don't want to use flowery language you don't want to use unnecessary words but when you're writing creatively you do want to use those descriptive words you do want to spend more time conveying the feel of a scene so part of being a communicator is knowing how to communicate in different you're probably about to say that, but no, but- I'm actually. You know, I was thinking. I'm like, you know, that's really good. I should have. I should have hit. I wanted to touch on it, but I didn't. The way you touch on it was perfect. That's exactly right. And you know, I do both. And so that I'm, I'm really glad you bring that up because I'm a creative writer. I've done. I write a lot of poetry. I, I write comedy. I'm actually working on screenwriting right now. Um, oh really? Oh awesome. TV. I want to write for for TV. I want to do uh-huh. a series. Um, But in my job, I write about constitutional law and I've written about economics, which let me tell you, writing comedy is very different. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And so I think that's really good because I think it's made me a better writer because I have different audiences. And that's I'm glad you bring this up, too, because one of the most important parts of any writing, any communicating is who is your audience. Yes. One of the first things you have to know. Right. And so when we're doing this show. It's actually really fun for me to pull back to my teacher days because I have to say, okay, I'm not talking to, thank goodness, one of my constitutional attorneys I work with because attorneys are very boring sometimes. <laughs> you know, I get to talk to our fun kid listeners. So I get to talk about things in a, in a different way than I would if I was talking to a bunch of lawyers. And when I'm doing comedy, here's the funny thing about comedy is that can change 
according to who's in the audience. And you don't always know that. So if you have a bunch of different oh, yeah. jokes that you're used to telling, if I go out on stage and I start telling a joke and it doesn't work and I can kind of tell what the audience wants, I'll switch it and I'll pull in a joke I didn't plan on doing that night. Uh-huh. You kind of have to read your audience and figure out what they want. But that's the same with anything. And so know your audience is is the most important part because the whole point of communicating is to to reach somebody, to connect with somebody on, on their level. And you can't do that if you don't know who you're speaking to. So that is one of the most important parts. So I'm glad you I'm glad you mentioned that because I think I would have uh, just gone over, um, missed that, missed a, the opportunity to talk more about that. So mm-hmm. uh, choosing words is so important. Mm-hmm. And I like that you also mentioned like, you know, if I'm writing poetry, I can ex- I can take like 17 words to explain a window or something silly, mm-hmm. but they call it economy of words when you're writing something and that is to use as few words as possible. So if I'm trying mm-hmm. to explain something in the con- – if I'm trying to talk about property rights, I want to use as few words as possible that just gets that point across. Well – I thought um, you said you're entering into screenwriting and when Mm -hmm. I started screenwriting and so any kids out there, if you are ever thinking of writing a script either for a play or for a video or something, you'll find that the way you write it is so different than if you're writing a book, which is why a lot of people, let's say you've written a book or there's a book that's already written and you want to adapt it. I actually, I did a script and I adapted a book and it's really interesting because in a book, you might have all of that space to use all of those words, but especially in a script, you have to be creative and visually explain the scene but you have to do it in just a few words yeah you have to learn how to be really creative actually oh this might be a slight slightly off topic well no it's on topic but talking about communicating in different mediums with something like social media something specifically like twitter where you have uh not that the kids are on twitter but the the point of twitter is that you only have 240 characters to mm-hmm. send a message. So when you're limited, and when I first started getting on Twitter, that was one thing that was hard for me at first because I wanted to use lots and lots of words to say anything that I wanted to say. And I had to condense everything I wanted to say into only the most important words possible. And I actually felt that that made me a good writer, a much better writer, because I had to learn how to take my big thoughts and condense them. So Twitter was good for me in that way, but it's usually not good. Yeah, I stay, I have to do it for like for work on my work account, mm-hmm. but I stay five as far away from Twitter as I can. But I like what you said because, yeah, that's what I said, like with the economy of words, right? You have to mm-hmm. learn how to make your point short and sweet. Um, so, and this is, it's funny, I like where this episode has gone more than where I intended it to go because um, now I'm kind of sad to take it where I wanted to, but I want to talk about different speeches throughout history that have, that have been good because. You know, that was one of the earliest forms of 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 communicating because before people could even read or write, you know, they could make these these speeches. Um, so some people I, I think would be good to look up. Uh, Patrick Henry is one of my favorites. He is is known for that very famous give me liberty or give oh, me yeah. death. Okay. So the line in his speech, and you have to remember this. So this was, and I'm going to get this wrong, it was his, I think he presented it to the Virginia Convention. Um, so this was one of the speeches that that rallied people to want to be part of the Revolutionary War, right? This was one of those, much like Thomas Paine wrote, um, you know, the American Crisis and Common Sense. We've talked about those before, to to rally people throughout the colonies to rebel. 
uh, Patrick Henry get this just great speech. And my favorite line is at the very end. So I'll read that. And it's, is life so dear or peace so sweet as to be purchased at the price of chains and slavery? Forbid it, almighty God, I know not what course others may take. But as for me, give me liberty or give me death. So that was his his big speech. And this, you'll notice, this is this is more like poetry, right? This is more mm-hmm. like art. But at the same time, it wasn't because it's kind of the combination of the two because this was also one of the most important like ideological arguments he was making because he was trying to speak to the hearts and minds of, of the people. And what he's saying is, you know, he says price of chains and slavery. That just means, you know, we we need to we're not free right now. We, we need to if we're staying peaceful, that means we're peaceful as as, you know, as proverbial as, you know, slaves who are living under the king's rule. But no, I'm not going to do that. I would rather have have liberty and and be dead than, than you know, be mm-hmm. a slave to the king. So very powerful words, but said in a very poetic way. So it's kind of combining the two things that you and I have talked about, Ronnie. Um, and the next one I want to touch on is Martin Luther King's famous oh, I yeah. Have a Dream speech. And that is another one of those speeches where the communication was just so good. And and one of my favorite parts of that is he just talks about hoping someday that um, that his kids will be judged for the, the content of their character and not the color of their skin. And one of the reasons I think that is such a powerful and great line for communication is that it tied in, it brought in the founding, it brought in our constitution, it brought in the the very thing that our nation was founded on and mixed it with at the time was civil rights with wanting, you know, he's trying to change the hearts and minds of people and allow everybody of all skin colors and religions and creeds to to have equal rights. So these were very, very big moments in American history that I think were largely made possible because we had these amazing communicators. So we here, I think almost all of our listeners want to make change or want to change the world or make it better in some way. I think that's why we're all listening, right? We want to mm-hmm. to make the world as free as we can and play our part in that. And then maybe our part in that is, you know, inventing the next iPhone, whatever that will look like, like the, you know, mm-hmm. the newest invention or or like Connor who's helping to change laws in Utah. Well, Connor's doing everything. So Connor, yeah. <laughs> he's doing everything. Um, you know, whatever role it is, you're going to have to learn to communicate to be able to change people's minds and to call them to action. So, so yeah, I, I, I'll wrap it up there, but it's so important to just practice your, whether that's giving speeches in front of your, your mirror, you know, or, or to your class or to your siblings or writing something that's, that's written with the intent to communicate an idea to somebody. It is so important to be a good communicator. So thank you so much, guys. Don't forget to like and subscribe and share with your friends. And until next time, we will talk to you later. All right, see you soon. You've been listening to The Way the World Works. Make sure your family is subscribed and check out TuttleTwins.com for more awesome content.